Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1085, May 25th, 2023. My lilacs bloomed fully on this day last year. I think it was last year. Uh, and uh, on this day in 1978, it was 94 degrees. And on this day in 1901, it was 33 degrees. Despite today's cool temps, there's a warm-up forecasted. The swimming season is upon us. I hope you're going to get a hold of my pals at Aquaside and keep your beach free of weeds and algae so the kids can enjoy their swimming all summer long. They have a complete line of lake and pond control products at Aquaside that will take care of everything. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR. Thus, thus, they are safe. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today and explain to them exactly what you're facing. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great. All summer long, it's a White Bear Lake company. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense your mayor joe sushi you'll recall we talked about the poor fellow who was trapped under a light rail car yes and uh, we now know who that was Uh, a man uh, well we learned this too a man was released from custody without charges yesterday after another man was fatally struck by a light rail train in downtown Minneapolis. According to officials, a man was killed after falling onto the tracks following a fight on the platform at the Hennepin Avenue Warehouse District Station. The incident happened near North 5th Street and North 1st Avenue. 1 a.m. Saturday, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner has identified the fellow as 41-year-old Reginald Snelling of Minneapolis. Hmm. 41-year-old Reginald Snelling. Yesterday, a spokesperson with the Hennepin County Attorney's Office said charges were deferred pending toxicology tests, a final autopsy report, and further investigation. The spokesperson did say there was a video of the interaction between the two men, but added that it raises questions and legal issues that must be resolved to ensure any possible charges are supported by sufficient evidence to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt in court and that the state is able to overcome possible defenses that could be raised. So uh, our arrest in peace, Reginald Snelling, 41 years old. We have moles uh, at my behest, uh, a kind mole, looking into... uh, uh, look this name up for me, please. Yes, the, sir. The shooter of of uh, Michael Brazel, mm-hmm. Brazel, yep. uh, was Clee somebody, uh, seventeen, I believe, and uh, we haven't heard a word about him. That uh, devil better be tried as an adult. Are they going to worm their way yeah. out of that in Ramsey County? Clee, uh, 
uh, I don't think it would should take that long for you to find the this name. This story it does not have his name that I'm seeing right now, and I'm yeah. wondering if this is updated. Same with me. I'm checking too, and they all say they can't identify until blah blah blah. Well, he was identified uh, <coughs> a couple days after the shooting. He was identified. All right. Well, yeah, but they because he's still a juvenile and not charged in a news as an story. adult. Yeah, he's not identified in a news story. Well, then how did we get his name from our mole? I, I, yeah, no, no, I no, never... no. It was it was public. Oh, it was public. Well, I know it was. It was in the St. Paul Pioneer Press. <laughs> was it? All right, I'll check that. <coughs> Why do I have a little cough? Here? I don't know. Perfect health, though. Uh, I think it's important. Klee Swe K L E last name is S W E E. Klee Swe K L E. Yep. K L E. Yep. Last name is S W E E. S W E E. I have a bug in my throat. You need to take a time off for a drink of water there, Mr. I Mayor? I don't have any water. Water's been not made available in the green room. <laughs> you didn't bring any from home? I don't bring water. You know what you need? Hofferman water. Right here in the old GL podcast studio. Well, then get it over with. Well, it's... No, it's... No, I'm just kidding. I I'll, think he means the ad, I yeah. think. Oh. Uh, that he meant the show. Today's the anniversary <laughs> of the George Floyd death. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... Oh. Uh, I think the argument can be made that that just unleashed unimaginable changes. It did. Agreed. Yep. yep. In the country, in in the Twin Cities, in Minneapolis, it just uh, it 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 lit a powder keg of of changes. Now remind none me. of them good because. <sighs> We were still, were you? Were we in the studio because there was? Well, yes, we were. We were. Uh, but COVID, you had started to do the show from home, and I believe Rookie and I were the only ones coming in at that time. But by the time May rolled around, you were back in the studio. As far as I can remember, I was in the studio. Okay, I don't know what difference. Well, make. the reason I bring it up is I remember. The video being on because it was the day after. I wasn't. Day. I wasn't broadcasting from home because of COVID. I, I had another illness that was weird. Okay. And they they tell me it wasn't COVID related, to which I say B is in B, yeah. S as in S. In any event, it was May twenty fifth, twenty twenty. It was the Tuesday after Labor Day. Yes, I remember that. May twenty fifth, twenty twenty, and uh, it just unleashed changes that we can't even keep track of. Uh, and I'm holding uh, Chauvin accountable for that. He he, mm -hmm. he ruined he ruined life in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, the nation. Uh, and the days that followed, especially the weekends that followed, you could just, you could feel, what, the tension mm -hmm. driving through the city. You just could. Now, that's an interesting way to look at it. Were those tensions simmering? And if so, what was the catalyst for them simmering? Because what we do know without question is that Floyd dying uh, unleashed all those sentiments that were simmering. Really? So what was simmering in the Twin Cities on May 24th, I can answer 2020. That. It, we were we were 
in the midst of a lockdown globally, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Which started right after St. Patrick's Day in 2020. So everyone was working from home. Not everyone, but a lot of people were working from home. People were worried about their health. People were worried about money. People were there was a lot of stress going on with a lot of families. Yeah, you're you're right. The the lockdowns began around St. Patrick's Day 2020. St. Patrick's Day was a Saturday, and I know that. Mm-hmm. And then that Monday is when the governor shut everything down. So uh So I think it was literally March 19th. two months later. Yes. The lid blew off. Mm-hmm. And all hell broke loose. You're you're surmising that the tensions were building because of this illness, uh, an illness that the United States had never previously behaved this way. Right. Never uh, previously behaved this way. I remember going through it at the time. We had the terrible Hong Kong flu, and I don't know, 1968 or 69. That was devastating, but it was getting maybe a paragraph in the newspapers. I mean, life went on. You dealt with it. Uh, this, I, I'm going to accept uh, that much of this simmering was was fed by the the pandemic. Uh, the uh, the anxiety it brought about with, for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just you know, prior to May 25th. Uh, Minneapolis was a functioning city. Yeah, its nightlife was functioning. It, it it had been. It was still basking in the glory of Final Fours and Super Bowls. And I'll throw one caveat at that though, because up until the pandemic struck, I was still once in a while bartending downtown, mm-hmm. and I started to notice a decline in activity, probably a year. Ahead of that. Well, that was pre-COVID. It was. So, so I'm, but what, what I'm was, saying is, what was simmering? What was simmering? Well, don't you think part of it, obviously, perception-wise, whether you agree or disagree with it, uh, is the perception that quote police are racist. Uh, that uh, certain elements of society obviously felt things were not going their way, and they just saw this as a release valve for. Yep. That certainly has to be part of it. Yep. But were were people feeling that in 2018? Sure. I think people were feeling that since, you know, whenever. Well, because we had the, we had a number of cases. We had uh, uh, Philando Castile. We had, uh, what was the other case in Minneapolis? I mean, so there were other situations leading up to this to, to corroborate John's point. Well, I think what we're all in agreement is that the lid blew off on May 25th. Yeah, yeah. It did. 2020. To the point and where... it hasn't I, been the same since. The reason I asked, and now I do remember you being here, because the reason I asked is you and I were sitting here watching the news story of the video, mm-hmm. and we said, we're, we're doomed. Like this, We knew what was coming. Not to the extent that it was coming, but we knew this is, gonna, this is, this is bad. Like This is going to really affect... The city of Minneapolis. Well, it certainly has, and it hasn't been the same since, and might never be. No. Especially after listening to Garofalo yesterday. Uh, and again, I thank him for coming in. That was fantastic. Yeah. That's the most uh, normal conversation I've ever had with a politician. Really? There was just no BS whatsoever. There was no 
there was you you did not sense at all that he was guarding or being guarded or in had his a remarks. Uh, he had facts. He had figures. He merely has been trying to tell his colleagues, look, I know what you're doing, but you can't afford it, and here's why. And he showed them the numbers. Yeah. You can't make all of these things happen when you don't have the numbers supporting it. And you will have a continuing grow, uh, pool uh, of diminishing taxpayers. Uh, and you don't have to get into a culture war to figure it out. Just go to the IRS figures and look at them every year. And right now, for the last year available, 2021, Wisconsin lost 61 61 million of taxable income. Adjusted gross income. Adjusted gross income left the state. And in 2021, a, a, what, a billion six? 1.6 billion. A billion six of adjusted gross income left Minnesota. Uh, you, you, can, you can argue all you want about the motives for a billion six leaving Minnesota. The point is they left. The money isn't here. The way the DFL... Uh, behaved so childishly in getting everything at once this past session, it'll be really interesting to see what that $1.6 becomes. Well, I should have asked yesterday, when can we expect the 2022 figure? I I don't know, is it it automatically released on a specific date every year? Because that's going to be interesting to see. I'm unaware of that being a news date we look forward to here. This is something he went and found, or anyone apparently could go and find. And we'll ask him. We'll call Pat and say, okay, we need an update on the next IRS numbers. Because you don't have to take it from a podcast host, and you don't have to take it from Garofalo. You can take it from the government you apparently so believe in. Mm-hmm. And the government's going to give you the numbers, and that's fine. But you can't bring about the changes you want if you can't afford them. They upped the state of Minnesota's budget 40%. Imagine in your own home upping your budget your yearly budget by 40%. Well, you can't because you don't have the money. Unless you won the lottery. (laughs) What the state of Minnesota did, because they have the money once, they upped the budget 40%. What's going to happen in the future? Because you're not going to have, I would imagine, you can learn two things from that surplus. We're way overtaxed. To create an $18 billion surplus, you're way overtaxed. That's an outrageous amount of money. Mm-hmm. And two, if you don't raise the, uh, you're, you're not lowering taxes, which you should have done because that surplus reflects tax rates that are too on that are too high and will cause an outmigration of income earners. And two, when that runs out, where are you going to get it? Well, from all the businesses, Joe. <laughs> no, you won't. Oh, that's not going to happen? No, mm. you won't. Where are you going to get the money? It, it's, it's and, and Garofalo said there are Democrats that knew this. They sure. know this. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are insane. But they followed the company line. But why they all decided to, uh, to stick together on this is beyond me. And they had a very willing governor 
who didn't put the brakes on at all, who never said, hey, time out here. You people are going to burn through this money and we're going to leave a big, big vacancy in this state's resources. You can't expand the size of government by... They damn near expanded the government by half. Right. You asked why. Why what? Why why the people that knew this was wrong but still voted for it. And I think he made it very clear yesterday. They're voting on the party line because they want to remain in public office. Well, right. I, I, That's the, that can only that can be the only reason. In all of the things they did, I did not see this. In an effort to improve bicycle safety, the Minnesota Legislature passed the Bill Dooley Bicycle Safety Act, mm. which will in part allow bikers to yield at stop signs, but no longer require them to completely stop. It's known nationwide as the Idaho stop. It's also known as, uh, verify this, will you, John? Yeah. It's also known as House File 677. Why would you? I don't know which bill they buried this in. If you're on a bike, why would you not want to stop? Can I finish this? Let me finish this piece and then we'll figure that out. Okay. Because didn't we lose it? Ironically, we lost a guy on Summit Avenue because he didn't stop for a school bus I, that's, about that's two or I was, three years exactly, ago. Exactly. I remember us talking about that. Also known as House File 677, the act is named for a longtime Twin City cycling activist. Oh, that's no, I'm sorry. And I'm is fine. rolled into, oh, John, it was in the approved <laughs> Omnibus Transportation Finance Package. Okay. It would appropriate. You ready? Oh, my God. $10 million annually for safe routes to school program and $25 million annually for the state's active transportation program. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. It's a lot of money. But it also permits a bicycle operator, after slowing and under reasonable circumstances, to proceed past a stop sign without stopping. Idaho adopted the law change in 2022. A bicyclist would still be required to stop at a red light, but they could continue through the intersection before the light turned green. They also could make a turn at a red traffic signal without stopping. Hmm. That's dangerous. If you're going to take a right turn on a red light, you better stop and make sure well, nobody from yes. your left is coming through the green. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. So the bicyclist now doesn't have to stop at the stop sign. But as a driver, are you also supposed to be aware of the fact that that bicyclist can just dart into traffic? You had better be now. Seriously, or you're going to be liable if, if you end up hitting th- that bicyclist. In addition to the new stop rules, cities will be authorized to set a speed limit on roads in the area of school speed zones as well as along designated safe routes routes to school corridors, regardless of which authority has jurisdiction over the road. A speed limit of at least 20 miles per hour is part of the requirement. The bill also establishes both the Mississippi River Trail and the Jim Oberstar Bikeway from St. Paul to the U.S. border with Canada and Cook County as designated state bicycle routes. The new law uh, goes into effect August 1st. All right. One of the things I'm seeing is apparently they wanted this law, bicyclists, because, quote, police harass them. 
if they do that now? Oh, have you ever seen police harass never. a bicyclist for never. this? I have no, never. I haven't either. Uh, uh. Well, if you're driving one of the electric bikes, <laughs> if you're driving one of the electric bikes, don't from, stop anywhere. Just keep going. No, you know what? If you're driving an electric bike, be careful. Yes. Uh, don't trust the automobile. I, I tell everyone in my life who has uh, uh, got a scooter or a motorcycle or just newly got their license, everyone's trying to kill you. Yes. You know, and I tell this to a lot of young people, and they think it's a bit macabre, but I, I drill it home. I said, everyone is trying to kill you. You have to assume that everyone is that's true on dangerous. your electric bike from EcoFun. As fun as they are, and you know how fun they are because you're going to get the right fit and the right equipment at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville. You know how fun they are, but you have to be careful. Same with all those great scooters that turn gas, that turn urban errands into a, uh, er, that turn errands. I'm going to get this. Here we go. Gas scooters, because I invented the phrase. Yes. Gas scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. That's right. I'm still operating on the first tank of gas since Tim brought my bike back a month ago. I'm going to get 75 to 80 miles to the gallon. Wow. And I'm running most of my urban errands on the scooter. Uh, they have them at EcoFun. They have the golf carts. They have uh, Vanderhall Roadsters, which I'm afraid to take a look at because I'll have to have one. They have youth uh, uh, recreational equipment, great service, apparel, helmets. It is really a cool place for GLers, and they've they've really enjoyed it. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of Interstate 35 and in Burnsville on the service road of, or the county, the service road of life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. If you want the best law on the block you've obviously got to go with professionalturf.com they've been doing it since 82 and if you're looking to maximize your outdoor living space this summer ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf's landscaping division will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how it'll look in full color before the work even starts. ProTurf specializes in the installation of well everything landscaping related trees shrubs perennials rock sod plus they can do concrete pavers or natural stone patios fire pits retaining walls you name it 
ProTurf can get it done for you. The best lawn in the neighborhood and amazing outdoor environments. You can see all of their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Now I'm learning. God, can you uh, uh, look up who authored House File 677? This is the the so-called Bill Dooley Bicycle Safety Act. There's nothing safe in this act. And whoever authored this is an idiot. Could very well have blood on their hands. And I'll tell you why. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight authors. Read a couple of them. Uh, I have first or last names only, but I will look them up. Yeah. Uh, Elkins. Yeah. Hornstein. That's Frank. Tabke. I don't know that. Kraft. Yeah. Lily. Mm hmm. Uh, Kogel. Mm hmm. Curran and Spencer Mura. And I bet they're all DFLers. I was just going to check on that. I would yeah. click everybody and see. Here's the problem with that. Uh, I've already seen near death by bicyclists blowing through red lights. Yes. Now, this law doesn't allow you to blow through a red light. This law allows you to stop at the red light and then proceed. But that's that's insanity. Well, just go through, take university out here and go through campus on any given day when the students are still here. It's, I refuse to go that way only because I don't want to hit a pedestrian or a bicyclist that are not paying attention. And here's something true, no matter if you're on two wheels or driving a car. When you get the green light, you're crazy not to check both ways to see if you can go. Absolutely. Because people think nothing of running red lights. It's very common. They're more of a suggestion in, uh, in the city. Don't you think uh, most bicyclists already drive like this anyway? Yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah. This is insanity. But I wonder then, is that what this is designed to do, John? Because since most of them are already driving like this anyway, does that then remove any type of protection against uh, a driver that's operating an automobile? Yeah. Right? Because if the laws change... Well, you're evil if you have an automobile. That's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. They all eight are Democrats, Joe. You are correct. I, I would have been surprised were they not. Yeah. Uh, a bicyclist would still be required to stop at a red traffic light, but they could continue through the intersection before the light turned green. They also could make a turn at a red traffic signal. Here's the part that's really foolish. They could make a turn at a red traffic signal without stopping. Okay, you're going to lose some bicyclists. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. That's insanity. I know, and it's not—it's not even surprising anymore. What we're seeing—the level of insanity. So I'm riding my bicycle, and I'm uh, uh, northbound on Snelling Avenue. Okay. All right. I'm trying to pick a, a, a an area where everybody from be familiar with. I'll make it University Avenue. All right. Where are we heading, Joe? Are we going to go get some groceries? No, let's not make it University Avenue because the train screws all that up. Let's do, I'm northbound on Snelling Avenue. Yep. I'm going to take a right turn on Summit. Okay. It's, but I'm, as, I, uh, as part of my northbound journey, I'm facing a red light at Summit. Mm-hmm. 
I don't apparently now don't have to worry about that red light. I can just keep pedaling and take my right turn. Well, what's going to stop me from being slammed into by an eastbound motorist who got the green light? But I thought this only was in relation to stop signs. No, let me read it again. I thought stop. They still have to stop at stop lights. You're, you're not listening. No, I was listening. You're not listening. Okay. A bicyclist would still be required to stop at a red traffic light. Right. Right? But they could continue through the intersection before the light turned green. Here's your crucial sentence. They could also make a turn at a red traffic signal without stopping. Oh, wow. You're so you right. You have to then. listen to this show. But, well, wait now, though. I No bicyclist is going to just go through a red light if they see a car coming. Are okay. they? You want to have an over-under on the number of deaths by <laughs> I, October 1st? I, I don't. I don't mean to laugh at a possible death. You're northbound saying. on Snelling. You got the olive, uh, you got the uh, shirt that looks like an olive jar. You got the sure. tight shorts on. You know, you got two Chevy <laughs> yeah. Suburbans at home, <laughs> nice but outfit. you're not a hypocrite. Yeah. And you're pedaling <laughs> along, and you got a red light coming up, and you go, hey, man, I got a new lawn. I'm just going to take a right on Summit. And he's just going to keep taking a right on Summit and get wiped out by a... Uh, an eastbound motorist who also has a green light to go eastbound on Summit. I'm I'm optimist about people's brains. Perhaps it's a bit of conjecture on your part there, Mr. Ray. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Mostly accurate. Mark but... my words. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You don't think that's going to happen? Uh, I, I agree with you completely. There's, but I, I think they already drive that way. I mean, I don't think this will change. Do you think this will change any biker's habits? I do think, John, because of what we saw with the Summit Avenue debacle, yep. that the the bicyclist community will become so much more emboldened when they see something like this pass. I do believe that. Because they are a really entitled bunch to begin with. Summit Avenue opponents to the new bike trail have lost. The city council in St. Paul voted 6-1. to one. Uh, Jane Prince... Uh, was the negative vote. God bless her. And she's leaving the city council. She's a completely goofball liberal who happens to be sane. <laughs> she happens to be sane. Right. The rest of them are not. And uh, the Summit Avenue residents uh, put up a good fight, and they lost to unelected well, actually, they didn't lose to unelected people. The unelected people are the parks and rec people. They brought the plan. The city council, of course, they are elected, and they voted to approve it. And so uh, I I, uh, I don't know what to say. Summit Avenue will lose trees, and it'll become, it'll have a different ambiance than it does now, but apparently that's not important uh, to the people who... Uh, pay extraordinary property taxes there and preserve these wonderful old piles of bricks. And, and the bicyclists are going to need that ambiance to get them to the hospital. Did you know that there is a brothel in, in Garage Logic? What? What? Yeah, Bert, uh, Bert discovered it. Uh, By uh, accident? It's Madame Blucher, Blucher's apricot cannery. <laughs> wow. What's yeah. its location? It's on the far side of Lake Euphemism. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> know it well. And he says you can construct a skate path right out the far side of town and skate across Pleasure Bay on Lake Euphemism to the Apricot Cannery. On the plus side, Father O'Pater 
<laughs> won't see your car parked at Madame Blucher's. Hmm. See? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Blucher's. Blucher. Yeah. She was from what movie? Uh, she was from Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Frau Blucher. <laughs> Frau Blucher. Madame Blucher's apricot cannery is the brothel in uh, GL. The uh, the summit fiasco. Mm-hmm. I did I hear this correctly? Because I saw a news report this morning. This is a five year project. I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know where they're going to get the money. Oh, we got plenty of money, Joe. We have to come up issue. with another new tax. Sales tax mm. is already going up. I'd be ashamed for St. Paul residents. Well, you can have the last laugh there, Mr. <laughs> X-Urban, but uh, X-Urban. you're not going to escape any of the damage that's been done. No, nope, I'm afraid you're right, Joe. You're we're uh, escape we're any all going to be in the same fishing done. bowl. But th- My friend I- Carl down in Northfield, he enumerated... Uh, what the legislator, legislature did in just 120 days. Oh, boy. And I think the worst thing they did is they increased government spending by 40%. That's going yeah. to be unsustainable. Yeah. That's going to be unsustainable. Delivery fees, sales taxes, metro-wide sales tax increase. They passed automatic voter registration voter pre-registration for 16 and 17. They uh, passed a bill to provide driver's licenses to illegal immigrants, passed a bill to provide health care to, to illegal immigrants, restored the right to vote to violent felons who are on probation, created a commission to design a new state flag, declared Juneteenth a state holiday, uh, raise the threshold for a political party to attain or maintain major party status from 5% to 8%, passed a bill to require Minnesota's electric grid to be 100% carbon-free by 2040. Uh, let me pause right there. Uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News has had a three-part series on their 10 o'clock news that's been very interesting. And the bottom line is the... Uh, the transmission lines are not capable of delivering the power that's already being established by windmills, for example. Mm. The, uh, there, there's a lot of work to bring about this folly. So 2040 is probably an unrealistic goal? Repealed protections for babies who survive abortions, stripped pregnancy resource centers of state funding, gutted reporting requirements for abortion facilities, Expanded medical assistance to include taxpayer-funded abortion. Replaced an informed consent law for abortion. Legalized recreational marijuana. Raised the gas tax by indexing it to inflation. Created a new delivery fee on all retail orders over 100 bucks. Passed two control gun control measures, including red flag and universal background. Provided free college and state institutions to students and families with income under 80 grand. Uh, free lunch, increased spending on K-12 by 10.2%, uh, raised fees for fishing, boating, and visiting state parks, created a hate speech database, banned no-knock warrants, created a program that will allow inmates who complete certain programming to serve just half their sentences. <laughs> commissioned a study on abolishing cash bail, 
created a new public database that will assign climate scores to large businesses. <laughs> Capped rebate checks at 260 bucks per filer with income limits and down from the one grand initially proposed by Walls. And he notes, in case you're asking yourself, why don't you just move out of Minnesota? My answer would be, I would move to South Dakota tomorrow, but my wife would stay here and never move. So that's a bit of a dilemma. I think many of us face that problem. Many of us face that problem. And now Summit Avenue, uh, I guess, will be in the throes of construction for however many years it takes to appease the bicyclists. But it's going to be safe. Yeah. Uh, May I go back to the new bicycle law for a moment? Yes. Uh, I have the actual law in front of me. Mm -hmm. It's not as bad as, as it originally sounded. Mm -hmm. uh, if there is a red signal or red arrow, mm -hmm. by law, the bicyclist must slow down to a speed where they can stop if necessary. Yep. And if they're, they can only proceed without stopping if there's not a vehicle in the vicinity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So otherwise they're still... A, they're going against the law, if that makes sense. Yeah, none of what you just said will change my opinion. You both will be proven wrong, and I'll be proven right. No, well, I, I agree with you. You want the over-under on bicycle deaths by October 1st. I'll I, go 10. I'm, I'll go 10. Well, I'll I'm take the, the under on 10. You'll take the under on 10? Yeah. I'll take the under on I'm not 10, hoping definitely. for this. I'm not wishing for this. It's inevitable. We, this is based, as you said, on the Idaho yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Law. Uh, and and that has since 1982 proven to reduce bicycle deaths, fatalities. Yeah. Well, Idaho has a population of about 12 people. Well, and the notion though of this bill being introduced because people are tired of being harassed by police on bicycles is that true? Yeah. No. Well, I think there's other parts to it too because now they've opened up courses and they're, all the money that Joe talked about that they're going to spend on it. There's other things involved in the bill. Uh -huh. So I wonder if this was just part of, you know, something to get something else pushed through to spend more money, basically. Sure. We got nothing but. It's piling up. What know. I would do to increase bicycle safety is I would I would create a law that requires bicyclists to display a license plate. Mm, they there have you to go. be licensed. Registration. Registration. And you must carry their insurance card, and they must obey every single traffic law that automobile traffic has to obey. Okay. That's more that bureaucracy. My, more bureaucracy, huh, I, Mr. Republican? I don't think that would result in more bureaucracy. Ooh, another government Registration, outlet. I'm the president. Licenses. And I'd only hire 400 people to man that office. There you go, yeah. see? I'm the vice president of <laughs> equity and inclusion bicycle department. There, there will be one. You're, <laughs> Thanks to I, Joe Suchere. You know, it's not only insane people here that make laws. When we come back... We're going to play you a proud graduate of the University of St. Thomas, who's a, a state senator in uh -oh. Nebraska. Uh -oh. And uh, you can see what you're up against, not only here, but Everywhere. wherever activists end up in political offices. Uh, right now, I want to tell you that Precision Garage Door, my new garage people. They obey the law, and, don't they? Uh, you know, I'm stupid. I haven't called them yet. And I need to because GLers, you haven't, well, we have until next Wednesday. You have until the end of May to take advantage of Precision Garage Door Twin Cities to come out. Is it uh, Precision Garage Door? Yes. And, and they'll do an. Uh, Pat an, Garofalo, a proud customer. 
of Precision Garage Door, he informed us yesterday. Yeah, he thinks it was Precision who yeah. came out and fixed his door. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Tell them you're a GLer, and right now they'll come out and do a 25-point inspection on everything involving your door, the opener, the door, the roller, the springs, everything. They'll do it for free, and they're not trying to sell you anything. They're busy, they're competent, they're great, they're efficient. They don't want to hang around and do something they don't need to do because they fix your door when it needs it, and they do it correctly. This is free for GLers. They only have until the end of May. Contact Precision Garage Door Twin Cities. They serve the metro area and western Wisconsin. Uh, they, they, they're available 24-7. They don't charge more for weekend calls. And take advantage of that free checkup. That Save yourself a lot of problems if you catch a, a problem in that garage door before it happens. Save a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, they fix garage doors correctly. Get help online right now at precisiondoormn.com. Maple Grove Lock and Safe is running a Memorial Day sale through the 31st of May on select Liberty Safes at the showroom 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. And with every on-sale safe you purchase, you get a safe alert device that allows you to monitor your safe with your phone. That's a $119 value right there alone. The USA series of Liberty Safes, they've got some pretty drastic markdowns right now at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. The USA 36 is marked down $369.99. The USA 50 in textured black is marked down $419.99. And the USA 50 in gloss white or gray marked down $519.99. And remember, Maple Grove Lock and Safe throwing in a safe alert device with every USA Series safe on sale right now from Liberty. You can see all of these safes and find out more details on the safe alert device by going to the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Feel free to stop in and visit with Rich, the owner. Be sure to ask him about delivery and installation. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Hey, Johnny. I know how much you love Twitter. Yeah. Go to my Twitter account and see the latest video that I just posted. Okay. I got a cool video from Todd at 30 Bales this morning, Joe, of the new patio. Oh, are we open yet? Yeah, it is. And that's the reason he sent it to me. It has the shades, mm-hmm. the automatic shades that go up and down. I would hope so. It's really, really cool. So there's also just the regular old outdoor seating, but this is in the event of, you know, rain, whatever. But you can also host events there, which is really, really cool. So go online, nice. 30fails.com. Isn't that cool? Oh, it's very cool. Yeah. Man. So go to my Twitter account if you want to see the video. Heck, I might even post a link to it on the Garage Logic website as well. But the patio is now officially open and uh, it's ready for you, GLers. So if you're looking Looking for, I don't know, a night on the town, a date night, whatever. You got family in town, 30 Bales is your spot. It's a scratch kitchen with a fantastic menu, craft cocktails. They'll take care of every single person in your family. The picky eater, the healthy eater, it doesn't matter. 30bales.com is their website. Go online and place your online order if you want to do some takeout for over the weekend. What have you? 30 Bales will take care of you. Please let Todd and the entire crew know that the Garage Logic podcast sent you. There's a uh, state senator in Nebraska, a woman named Michaela Kavanaugh, 
uh, proud graduate of the University of St. Thomas, by the way. Isn't that where you went to school? No. <laughs> <laughs> deny, deny, deny. <laughs> and she uh, was arguing against a bill that would ban sex change procedures for minors. I think sex change procedures for minors should be banned. According to Mary Morality, who defends murderers... Up until 25. Your brain isn't developed until the age of 25, and yet I guess it's perfectly fine for a, a 10-year-old girl to say, I'm a boy, at which point her mother should just say to her, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, in any event, the, uh, the bill was to provide sex change procedures for minors in the state... Uh, and it would ban abortion after 12 weeks of pregnancy with the exception of rape and incest. That would be excused. And she uh, voiced her disapproval of this. Now, it develops that she's married and has three kids. Yes. I don't know how you could possibly live under her roof after you hear this, but God Someone, love her. If she phoned one person that God was able love to her. tolerate she's, her. Uh, and so she is going to say, uh, she's going to offer her defense here of the, of, uh, she wants to have sex change procedures for minors, and she wants to have abortion uh, long after 12 weeks of pregnancy. And this is how she begins. Thank you, Mr. President. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. That's what they're saying out Sounds there. Sounds like public radio. They're standing in a circle in the <laughs> rotunda saying that over and over again. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. Okay, we love trans people. Tra Yikes. Now, I'm not taking anything out of context. We're just going to move it forward because that's all she says for two minutes. But for the last minute, this is what she's doing. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. End it. Oh my gosh! Well, she gets even a little madder at the end. All right. Yeah, she because she slams her fist at the old on uh, the. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We Oh, that's Trans enough. I can't take it. That's a state senator in the year 2023, <sighs> folks. Oh. You know what's happened to this country? It's no longer a serious country. Mm-hmm. We've been. Yeah, but, we've I mean, been, I, don't, I think that's that a reasonably safe statement. That's not hyperbole. <laughs> this is not a serious country. You know, when I pause this YouTube, this is a video. woman going crazy 
because she believes minors should undergo sex change procedures. Yeah. And she's going nuts. And at the very Literally end, going nuts. she says, I am here to fight for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big, they all that's do a, big a lot buzzword. of fighting. Yeah. She went to St. Thomas. I never <laughs> heard of that school. I never went there. Oh. Where is, huh. it, where is it located? Really? It's in St. Paul somewhere, but okay. I have nothing to do with it. They are almost exhausted. They're running so hard to be a failed academy. They're panting. That uh, They're panting. And to really um, to really add to the, uh, the fire of the insanity, don't read the comments underneath the, uh, no, no. the video associated with this. Are they supportive of it? No, there are people that... Or like one right here. She's proof uh, that an extensive psychological exam should be required to run for office. Like that's a normal comment. It's a good comment. But there's other ones that say, "You go, girl." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just don't understand how you can be so comfortable behaving that way with a child. Uh, someday the child might transform, but according to Mary Moriality, it, it shouldn't be till you're about 25. Watch her become the new spokesperson for Target. Yeah, Target's trying to take the trans clothing out of the stores now, so they're getting backlash from both sides. They're morons. Uh, their leadership are idiots. Are you listening to me? Whoever the president is, you're an idiot. You should have never done this in the first place, and you would have avoided all this controversy. They're idiots. Right. Well, and, their comeback, uh, what wasn't it? Uh, it's they- a long-time, wonderful Minnesota company with a laying on of hands that goes back to the Dayton's department store on the Nicollet Mall. That's where Target sprang from. And you woke, progressive, regressive fools who are running it, you deserve everything you get. You deserve everything coming your way because you are morons. And you didn't have the balls to say, go bleep yourself to whichever guy walked in or a gal with a checkered suit and yellow shoes and tried to tell you that selling trans clothing to children is the way to go. You people are idiots. We need trans people. We love trans Why don't you hire this moron? <laughs> yeah. The, the talk thing, though, you have read the follow, right? That, that was all. That it was all women, adult that, stuff. That, it wasn't kid stuff. Well, whatever. Uh, why do women need a oh women to, oh for trans for adults? Because <laughs> they got to fold the Johnson over, right? Here, well, I, the I'm not familiar, Joe, with the. Uh, well, they got yeah, How do you put one on, John? Well, you got to tuck something away in the swimsuit area, I guess. You know. Hey, I everyone puts their pants on so one leg at a time. You got kind of a horizontal thing going I, there yeah, instead okay, of a great. You know, yeah. kind of a deal there. Uh, do trans people ooh, belong here? They ooh. do, and we love them. Mm. <laughs> and we do, and we love them. But shut the hell up. Just go about your business like everybody else. Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> Lead your life. Have fun. Do it. Do we want to come back with Johnny? Why not? Let's do that. Tri-State Bobcat in Little Canada, Hudson, Burnsville and soon to be St. Croix Falls have uh, two Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn mowers on sale right now that are really worth looking into. The Toro 54 inch Time Cutter with the My Ride suspension that's like riding on a cloud, a magic carpet. It's amazing. It's a 400, uh, excuse me, $4,899, but the Toro rebate, $200, and then a Tri State Bobcat rebate, another $200. 
gives you a final price of $4,299. The other one, the Toro 50-inch time cutter, $3,899. You minus the $100 instant rebate for a final price of $3,799, but there's a whole bunch of warranty thrown on that. That price includes the Tri-State Bobcat special five-year warranty and a Toro Total Care warranty extension a total value of $460. That total care extension, that allows for coverage for pickup and delivery within 25 miles and up to a 30% reimbursement deal on covered maintenance items from Toro. So to sum it up, an amazing Toro zero-turn 50-inch time cutter at a good price with a whole bunch of warranty. You'll never have to buy another mower again. Tri-State Bobcat, they've got the Metro covered, Hudson, Little Canada, Burnsville, They've got Oatana covered at Mankey's Equipment, and look for Tri-State Bobcat opening soon, Highway 8 in St. Croix Falls. On the web, tristatebobcat.com. Some people go by there, and there's great big bubbles. <laughs> I, I was somewhat wrong about uh, Michaela Cavanaugh, this screaming banshee in uh, Nebraska. I said she's married with three kids. I, I made the mistake believing that was a conventional uh, situation. Uh, John uh, double-checked her biographical information and found the following. Uh, Kavanaugh and her wife, Nick Bratzel, live in Omaha mm-hmm. and have three children. All of her children are transgender. Hmm. Her brother, John, is a transgender Omaha, Nebraska attorney and the state senator for Nebraska's 9th Legislative District. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of runs in the family then, huh? Apparently. Yeah. Here's John Height News. Uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, this news, by the way, this update is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Wait a minute. I have to go cut my lawn again today. I didn't mean to cut Professional Turf short because they're greening up your lawn something fierce. Mm-hmm. What are the odds if uh, three kids that they're all trans? Seriously, yep. medically, That's, what are the medically, psychiatrically, uh, emotionally? It, what are the odds? It almost astronomical. Makes, it almost makes be. you think that maybe the parents might have had a an, an odd influence on that's that. That's a that's a long shot, isn't it? Wow, it's, that's it, amazing. Three kids and they're all. Uh, do we have the ages of the kids, John? Uh, it is not listed in her uh, Wikipedia. But she's only forty four. I was going to say she's younger than me. Her kids so, can't be that uh, old. So those kids are probably fairly young. That's amazing that all three are trans. That's really that's really yeah. a, it's quite shocking. A surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the news, the St. Paul City Council, as you heard from Joe, voted last night to approve the Summit Avenue Regional Train Plan. Ward Seven Council Member Jane Prince, the only vote in opposition, it regional now train the- plan. Did I say train? Yeah, you did. Are we have a train going down something now? I, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I, put train. Yeah, I have train in mind. my copy. Isn't that odd? Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know what I mean. The I Summit, think it's bikes. Uh, yeah, the Summit Avenue bike thing. The whole plan now heads <laughs> to Mayor Melvin Carter for final approval. Oh, I think Mel will sign it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. A lot of yeah. people packed into the ca- council chambers last night to speak on the plan to revamp Summit Avenue. I think what I planned to type there was trail. There somehow, you go. Somehow it turned into train. Sure. With my That'll heavy happen, John. 
The plan would include a raised bike path separated by a curb from the road. It would run along Summit from the Mississippi River and the Samuel H. Morgan Regional Trail. Part of that stretch would also go from two-sided parking to one-sided. The city's plan says about 220 trees would be vulnerable during construction, but critics say this project comes at the cost of a lot of mature trees and street parking. If signed by Carter, and uh, apparently that's not an if, it would appear, the city would build a five-mile bike path on the roadway to increase safety. My mom wanted to live on Summit Avenue mm. when we were young. Okay. When, you know, I'm talking early 50s, mid-50s. And uh, I can still show you the house that she had in mind. Okay. Mm. It was on Summit just west of Lexington on the north side of the street. And because there is a God in heaven, the old man won uh, picking straws with his brother. There were just the two of them, my dad and his brother. And they picked straws to see who got to build a house on the site of where their parents had a cottage at White Bear since 1904. Wow. Uh, My grandfather, who I never knew, uh, built this place in 1904. And uh, with uh, both my dad and his brother having a lot of kids, they ran out of room in the houses they were in by the mid-50s. And in 1958, my dad drew straws with Phil, his brother. And my dad won. And uh, Phil's kids, they all lived in St. Paul, and we got to live at at Matamita. Otherwise, uh, I'd be out there right now with a a sign saying... (laughs) Save Summit Avenue from from the bikes. You'd so. be out there with a sign and chanting. Trans people, trans people, blonde I'd bring in Michaela for that. Yeah, I just uh, don't know if that aside was very interesting, but that's I found it. Interesting. I did too. I never, my, I've uh, known you my, a long time. That's yeah. my catch to Summit Avenue. Hmm. Nice. I, it's again, it just it's it's mind-boggling to think that we're accommodating a group of people that are going to be able to use this for what five months tops. Yeah. The uh, city council also yesterday approved that measure that we had talked about earlier that would impose stricter storage requirements on gun owners. Under the amendment to the St. Paul Legislative Code, gun owners who leave their weapons, quote, where another person who is not an authorized user is likely to gain access, including a vehicle, could be found guilty of attempting to discharge a firearm. Gun owners are exempted if they use a gun lock or place their firearms in a locked container. The ordinance passed seven zip now heads to Mayor Melvin Carter. He's expected to sign it. Uh, on the other hand, though, gun rights activists have opposed the St. Paul proposal. They say it violates Minnesota state law. So it violates a portion of the law that says all gun regulation except discharge of a weapon is in the hands of the legislature, not city governments. I'll give you a six-month riding season. Sure. Although this year, uh, there was snow and ice well into April. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, got, so May through October. You know, uh, after re-listening to the Garofalo interview yesterday, I don't think we spent nearly enough time as a show on the idea of building the park above the freeway. You know, the, the cover that we're going to That was awesome. Have. I thought we Wasn't did that it? during the show, no. didn't we? He's talking about the Rondo no. plans. No, that was on the show. That's it what was? I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I, I, listened. I listened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> gonna build a. We're gonna put a cover on the freeway. And okay. Have a park. Okay. <laughs> Star Tribune reporting. Uh, Joe talked about this a bit too. Twenty-nine-year-old St. Paul man released without charges from the Hennepin County Jail yesterday after his involvement in that fight. 
on a Metro Transit light rail platform that ended when another man was fatally hit by a train. 41-year-old Reginald Eugene Snelling of Minneapolis died of multiple blunt force injuries and asphyxia from colliding with and being compressed by the train following the fight. At 1.30 in the morning Saturday at the Warehouse District Hennepin light rail platform near 5th Street and 1st Avenue. His death ruled a homicide. The other man involved was arrested that night, which is interesting. We did not find that out when right. that story first right. came. Uh, Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty's office initially asked for an extension to reach a charging decision, then said in a statement Wednesday that the officers, the, her office, excuse me, is deferring any potential charges until getting final toxicology and autopsy reports. The statement says there's clear Metro Transit video of the interaction, which begins inside a light rail car and continues on the station platform after they exited the train. The video raises questions and legal issues that must be resolved to ensure any possible charges are supported by sufficient evidence to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt in court. Best Buy reporting declines in fiscal first quarter sales and profits as the nation's largest consumer electronics chain continues to wrestle with the consumer spending slowdown in gadgets. However, the company's earnings actually beat Wall Street expectations, even as sales were below expectations. Best Buy, based in Minneapolis, affirmed its cautious financial outlook, underscoring continued uncertainty about the broader economic environment. The shares rose more than 4% in pre-market trading on Thursday. If you are anxious to get out to the state fair, I'm well, not. listen up. Well, listen up here, Joe. I know you're chomping at the bit. No, I love thing. doing the show there, but I'm not terribly anxious to get out you to the state fair. You want to enjoy summer. That's right. That's yes. a long way off here. The third annual kickoff to summer at the fair begins tonight and will continue through Sunday evening. Uh, all of it serves as a, sort of an appetizer, shall we say, for those who don't want to wait for the state fair festivities later this summer. What? Or... Organizers say they've been doing this a couple of years. Oh, is this where we we pull up and we do the drive-through deal? Is that what this is? No, 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 no. Organizers say more than thirty food vendors will be in attendance, as well as more than twenty specialty Minnesota merchants, along with live music, wow. games, and prizes. So it's it's like a mini fair. Children who are four years old or younger will be able to attend for free. <laughs> like it's if the you... NFL preseason. Mm-hmm. We gotta uh, have the pre-fair. It's fair. like a draft party. <laughs> God. Adults can buy tickets for 12 and a half bucks in advance. Uh, if you get them at the gate, they're 15 and a half bucks. Attendance is limited every day. And here's the hours tonight. It's four to nine tomorrow, Friday, four to nine Saturday. It's 11 in the morning until seven at night. And Sunday, the proceedings go from 11 in the morning until seven at night. If I was king, <laughs> yes. if I was king, I, I would, uh, Structure uh, a summer-long availability of the fairgrounds only to vehicles older than a certain age, for just just for the hell of it, 1965 and older. Okay, and the, it would just be a uh, a hot place of uh, car culture all summer long, and whatever business wanted to take a chance and open thinking they could make a few bucks, go ahead and open. So are you, you're saying almost a back-to-the-50s-style venue all summer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. How, how often watch? would you go? Well, I don't know if you'd do it on just weekends or it sure. would literally be every day. I, I you know, I, I'm not the king. Right. So I haven't You're just really, an ideas guy. I just don't really haven't fleshed it all out yet. Got it. 
you should promote that, Joe, and become the promoter. I don't perhaps. think, uh, I think there's probably 14 ordinances that would prevent it. Yeah, good, have, point. yeah. good point. Good uh, point. Let's have some more news in just a moment. But first, let's take a quick break. Well, 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 it's Positive Thursday, and that means one thing. We get to talk to our buddy, Mike Schoonover with Schoonover Body Works up there in Shoreview, the official body shop of the Garage Logic podcast and the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday. Find them online, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Call Nikki, set up your appointment, yada, yada, yada. But Mike is on the line with us. And Mike, we did get a tremendous amount of feedback from emailers that listened to the show yesterday. And uh, Mr. Pat Garofalo had some things to say. And boy, that kind of stirred up, uh, stirred you up a little bit yesterday, didn't it? As well. Well, it really did, uh, Reeves. Thanks, thanks for thanks for letting me vent for just a second. Because uh, yeah, I listened to him yesterday, and it was just it, this has been happening for the last five five months. You know, when we, you know, we're, we're celebrating our 85th year in business. My my grandfather started the business on a borrowed fifty dollars from. Harry Slawick, who was a you know a land developer or business owner back in the day, and then uh, you know Dad moved the business from St. Paul to Shoreview 50 years ago in 1973 because he saw the decline of what was going on back then. And now, last year, you know, Gail and I have had uh, you know numerous opportunities to sell our business, and we didn't want to because we love what we do. We love to work. We love our employees and we like to, we love to serve our, our customers. And so it made all the sense in the world to spend 3.5, 3.6 million dollars. And then January one hits and all the nonsense in St. Paul took place with, uh, I, I think Joe referred to him as the children. Uh, and there's no adults in the room that, that can, tell these people what a budget is, what ramifications these, these decisions that they made are going to have on business. And, um, and they just, the scoffing and the, and just the, the lack of interest to the lack of empathy for business, which generates income for, you know, our, our employees, we provide a service to our customers uh, Reeves, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to get now from a lot of our vendors that, that they're starting to put in surcharges and fuel charges. And, you know, if you want to return parts, they're going to, they're going to charge a, a 10% or a 20% restocking fee. Wow. All these things are in, in response to people not working uh, the increased ta- uh, taxes, the increased costs, the increased regulations, all these things that are just taking place here. So when, when Pat was on yesterday, I was like, this is great that, that we can talk about it and, and, and bring this to light. So, And that's one of the reasons, too, Mike, why I, I was insistent about bringing that up, because I do get a couple of emails like, well, why do you only care about the... Well, it's because I know people just like you like Mike Fredoloni, like Spencer with Grunhofer. I know these people personally, and I know how this is going to affect not only them, but all their employees and all their employees' families. And I I see that big picture of what's coming down the line here, and that's why I think it's important to hear directly, and as long as we have you on, to hear directly from people just like you, Mike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I just, we do, we do need to speak up. We've been, you know, I... 
you know, I've, I've been afraid to, you know, share anything on social media with my views or my point of view or, or speak up about it. But if we don't speak up about it, we, we will be gone. We, yep. you know, the state is going to be a shell of, well, yeah, the sh- this state is going to be a shell of what it once was. And as soon as, you know, you siphon off all the resources from those who are providing uh, the labor, the income, the jobs, uh, everything, and there's nothing left, and then there's not going to be anything worth, you know, sticking around here for. So, yeah, you know, six months ago, we were really excited about this, this, uh, this addition that we are doing. And, and over the last couple of months, and especially in the last week, it's, it's making me, you know, give a second thought. Well, I mean, we'll still, we'll still do our best and we'll figure out a way to adapt and overcome, but I don't know, Reeves. It's just um, it's disheartening. It's, it's just yep. crazy. It's yep. insanity. It is. It is insanity, and that's a hell of a positive Thursday report, Mike. We really appreciate it. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? We'll we'll you know what? We'll just keep on keeping on. That's, that's all right. we can do. That's and right. Hopefully, things will change and people will wake up. And GLers, if you need anything done, it doesn't matter. Body work, glass, whatever detail. Call our friends at Schoonover Body Works six five one four eight three six seven five six, or just visit the website schoonoverbodyworks.com. Uh, Michael, thank you for everything you do. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest, Reeves. I feel much better. Good. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. In other news, Wall Street is breaking out its doomsday playbook just in case of a U.S. default. The industry's primary goal to keep the financial markets functioning. Many fear everything from computer glitches to cascading panic. If the U.S. misses payments on treasuries, which are bedrock of trading, usually considered almost as safe as cash. Under Wall Street's plan, though, investors would be able to keep trading all U.S. treasuries, even those with past due interest or principal payments. Chaos and confusion would hopefully be kept at bay through a series of conference calls, each with an agenda already organized by the Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association Trade Group. Meanwhile, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said yesterday the debt ceiling standoff was, quote, not my fault, as he sent Republican negotiators to the White House to finish out talks. But they warned the two sides need more time as they try to reach a budget deal with President Biden. McCarthy said he remained optimistic they could reach an agreement before a deadline White House blaming Republicans, led by McCarthy, for risking a devastating default that would hit, in their words, every single part of the country. This has just become part of political theater. Yep. Uh-huh. This has nothing to—there's th- th- no reason for this to be uh, an issue. This is just BS. And they can't hide behind the 14th Amendment either, because the 14th Amendment merely says, you got a debt, you got to pay it. Remember that? Yep. There was a country called the United States, America. Oh, yeah, you I kind of vaguely remember that, yes. <laughs> That's what the Fourth Amendment, uh, 14th Amendment was. You got a debt, you got to pay it. Doesn't mean you can use the 14th Amendment to say you don't have to pay it. You got to pay it. Yes. A huge death in the music world, Tina Turner. Earth-shaking singer whose raspy vocals, sexual magnetism, and explosive energy made her an unforgettable live performer and one of the most successful recording artists of all time, died yesterday at her home in Kusnacht, Switzerland, near Zurich. She was 83 years old. Anna Mae Bullock from Nutbush, Hmm? Tennessee. Hmm. 
Her uh, publicist did not give a cause of death, but she had had a stroke a couple years back and was known to be struggling with kidney disease and other illnesses. Turner embarked on her half-century career in the late 1950s while still attending high school when she began singing with Ike Turner and his band, The Kings of Rhythm. At first, she was only an occasional performer, but soon she became the main attraction of the group and Turner's wife. With her bluesy voice and her frenetic dancing style, she made an instant impression. Her first big hit came in 1960 with the release of A Fool in Love. The song hit number two on the Hot R&B Sides chart and number 27 on the Billboard Hot 100. The ensemble, soon renamed the Ike and Tina Turner Review, became one of the premier touring soul acts in black venues on the so-called Chitlin Circuit after the Rolling Stones invited the group to open for them, first on a British tour in 1966 and then an American tour in 1969. White listeners in both countries began paying attention. Turner, who insisted on adding rock songs by current rock artists to her repertoire, reached an enormous new audience, giving the Ike and Tina Turner Review its first top 10 hit in 1971 with a cover of Creedence Clearwater Revival's Proud Mary. But if the Ike and Tina Turner Review was a success, uh, success, the marriage was not. Ike was abusive. After she escaped the marriage in her 30s, her career faltered. But several years later, her solo album Private Dancer, released in 1984, uh, returned her to the spotlight, lifted her into the pop stratosphere, working with younger songwriters and backed by a smooth sound that provided lustrous rapping for her raw, urgent vocals. She delivered three mammoth hits from that album. The title song, Private Dancer, written by Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits, Better Be Good to Me and What's Love Got to Do With It. Over her career, she sold more than 150 million albums. Wow, Holy I didn't cow. know that. She earned 11 Grammys, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Ike in 1991, and she was inducted again and honored for her solo career in 2005. Again, Tina Turner, 83 years Please old. Please tell me that she never had to give a nickel to Ike. I, I hope that was arranged in such a way that she didn't have to give that SOB five cents. I don't know. I would assume, yeah, I, I don't think. She moved to Europe, I read, because she just she thought her career was more highly thought of in Europe. Was oh, that yeah. right? Yeah. Oh. That's not unusual. Yeah, she Black thought artists, she so. thought America was ruled by Madonna and and when she was in Europe, she was as big or bigger than Madonna. Mm-hmm. R&B, jazz, soul artists, a lot of them are much more revered in mm. Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sell more records. They sell out shows. Why is that, uh, Johnny? Because uh, they didn't on which, have the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, I was going to say it depends <clears throat> on which black artist you talk to. In the 50s and 60s, obviously, it was because sure. racism. Okay, sure. Served to, you know. Wall Street Journal reporting another announced candidate for the Republican nomination for the presidency, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, announcing last night a planned campaign announcement on Twitter spaces and unorthodox choice featuring a conversation with DeSantis and Elon Musk. Got off to a messy start, though, with the production, <laughs> production marred by technical issues, including audio that repeatedly cut out. For months, DeSantis has acted like a 2024 presidential candidate, but he made it official on Wednesday, filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission, making the campaign official. The move fully joined him in conflict with Donald Trump and a growing field of other GOP hopefuls who are more confident about their chances as DeSantis is slipping in the polls. Hours after filing federal paperwork declaring he was running for the presidency, he signed a Florida elections bill that cleared 
one potential hurdle for running for the presidency. Florida had a so-called resign-to-run statute. It could have compelled DeSantis to resign the governorship after he sought the presidency. But state lawmakers changed the law's language late last month, so that no longer applies to elected officials running for the president or vice president if they live or work in Florida. You'd get the great first lady, too. You would, yes. Mm -hmm. This is going to be one epic bleep show. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah, it's shaping up to be. <laughs> so come on in, grab a beer and sit down. <laughs> Stuart Rhodes, the founder and leader of the Oath Keepers, sentenced to 18 years in prison today for leading a far-reaching plot to keep Donald Trump in power after he lost the 2020 election. The sentence is the first handed down in over a decade for the charge of seditious conspiracy. District Judge Amit Mehta, in sentencing, said a seditious conspiracy, when you take those two concepts and put it together, is among the most serious crimes an American can commit. It's an offense against the government to use force. It's an offense against the people of our country. The seditious conspiracy charge has early been brought in this century and a half that the statute and its forerunners have been on the books. Prosecutors wanted him to get 25 years behind bars. Rhodes, who was accused of leading dozens of other individuals in a coordinated plot that culminated in the January 6th siege, was also found guilty of obstructing an official proceeding and tampering with documents. Of those that Rhodes led, 22 have already been convicted of various federal crimes by a jury or guilty pleas. Eight, including Rhodes' co-defendant Kelly Meggs, will be sentenced later on this afternoon. They were also convicted of seditious conspiracy. John, I got an interesting note. Yes, sir. From Mary and Tom Hansen of Woodbury. Mm-hmm. This message is coming to you from the Hansons on the Queen Mary II, which is finishing Ooh. an eight-day crossing of the Atlantic that started in Southampton, and tomorrow we dock in New York City. We are wrapping up a six-week jaunt around Europe as true garage logicians driving the entire way. Wow. Had to catch up with the antics of the sleepwalking woke DFLers and and so have been tuning in to scraps of the show via the spotty at-sea Wi-Fi while cruising on this marvelous ship. We thought that Joe, being a boat guy, would appreciate a note from the North Atlantic Crossing. The ship's designer is on board, as is a guy who has rowed across both the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans and has given several talks about this ship and others. He is confident that we will make it to New York tomorrow. We're not so sure we want to get off and return to Minnesota, given the bits of GL the ship's suspect Wi-Fi has allowed us to hear. Till it's been good to hear familiar voices, so thanks for keeping up the pushback in our absence Mary and Tom from Woodbury. Now, I am nervous about one remark they make here. Uh, the captain is confident that, they will, <laughs> that we will make it to New York tomorrow. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, uh, you, you want your captain to be confident. You know, uh, captain, what do you think? Uh, we got a shot. 50-50 yeah, shot. 50-50, yeah. We got a 50-50 shot of arriving. Now, knowing... Your neurotic sense at times. I don't. I'm not neurotic. With you know you having know. to know having to have an exit plan no matter where you are. Yeah. How would you handle an eight day cruise at sea? Would I that could, be okay with you? I, I could do that. I wouldn't want to take one of these cruises where they stop in the Caribbean and you go get food poisoning. But I would like to. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that to take the QE two across the the. You'd Atlantic, be all right with I that. I think that'd be kind of neat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, fascinated by the idea of all the music cruises because there are some very good ones oh, now. I bet where, there is, yeah. There's, 
10 bands or yeah. 10 artists you go see them plus they mingle with the crowd yeah. that sort of thing so John, they come out and talk to you i have yeah, a friend that he and his wife did one of those uh three or four years ago um, yeah. headlined by luke bryan and oh, well, let's see. I wouldn't be taking that one. I'd be taking an R&B one or a jazz one or per perhaps a classic no. rock one. I, I wouldn't. Uh, Three straight days. Look bad. No, thanks. No, thanks. Is Hearing... he a country guy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why are you smirking? Is he a bad country well, guy? He's always kind of been a punchline between me and John about, oh. you know, great, great lyricists of all time because it's, it's uh, he's, yeah, it's, he's not yeah. whatsoever. But he's very, very popular. Yeah. He's very, very, extremely popular. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, hearing make, he does the song, Joe, rain make corn, corn make whiskey, whiskey make my baby feel a little frisky. That's a hell of a lyric. That's, uh, <laughs> that's some good writing there, Larry. <laughs> hearing splashing coming from his toilet, a 58-year-old... <laughs> no, no. A 58-year-old Florida man looked into the bowl and found an iguana. No. Oh, boy. I always Did look you, first. You know, I, I don't want to. When you're in Florida or in general? Anywhere. I'm not sitting down all of a sudden there's a, you know, an animal. Right. You know. John, John Riddle of Hollywood, Florida said, I looked down and I see this frightened-looking reptile looking back at me. An attempt to use a pool net to remove the lizard came to no good, so Riddle said he worked up enough nerve to try and grab him with his bare hands. The iguana swam all the way into the toilet when he tried that, back into the pipe, and he couldn't see him anymore. Well, eventually he did climb out and hid behind the toilet. From there, Riddle said he managed to shoo it out of the house. Riddle said, I'm used to iguanas, but I'm not used to any of them being in my toilet bowl. Iguanas and toilets may sound like an urban myth, but in Florida, they've become a very real problem. Uh, last year, Michelle Reynolds told media outlets her toilet in the city near Miami came to contain a Mexican spiny-tail iguana. That's a long the, toilet story, isn't it? It is, and yeah. and, and uh, it uh, let me evolve it into an iguana story. The iguanas are now uh, so invasive in that area, they hang out on roofs, dig oh. under houses, and uh, as I said, can end up in your toilet bowl. What part of Florida is this? Uh, this was Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. That's it's, down it's, by Miami, where the where the Florida Panthers are now in the uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. They beat uh, they beat uh, uh, the Carolina Carolinas. last night. Carolina. Yeah. What's going on in the other one? Is that one over? That's, That's not over tonight yet, in Vegas. Vegas has a three games to nothing lead. I'm rooting for Vegas to end it tonight because I want to see those two hockey hotbeds of Vegas. <laughs> And Florida fight it out for the cup. That will be fun. Mm -hmm. Florida's got you, a nice team. Oh, not they almost the, didn't make the playoffs. They were the eighth. They finished 40, 40 points, I think, behind Boston and beat Boston. Wow. Not to turn this into a sports segment, but uh, we were discussing in my household, uh, the NBA can't be real thrilled in the networks about the way the playoffs are going because instead of Boston and Lakers, which probably would be a pretty good draw, you're probably going to end up with Denver and Miami, which probably isn't going to be really a big draw on television. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I, I uh, don't really care about the NBA. I've become uh, quite entranced by it again this year. First year in a long time. Well, maybe I could watch a conference final game. Yeah. Sure. On a, when on, the players what I, themselves tell you, hey, I only show up for the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm only there for the playoffs. No difference in Brooks Kepka, the golfer. He basically says, I just like to play majors. I'm just going to show up when yeah. it matters. And the boy, is he a Florida Panthers fan. Is he really? He doesn't miss a game in hmm. the playoffs anyway. 
Uh, one other sports note to wrap things up, I guess. Uh, the Washington football team, you know, the Washington Commanders. The Commanders. They may end up changing their name again. Really? Well, they're getting <laughs> yeah. a new owner, right? Yeah, they're getting a new owner. Plus, yesterday, trademark attorney Josh Gerben reported that Washington had its trademark application for the name Commanders denied by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. A letter sent to Washington said the application was denied for two reasons. One, the Commander's Classic, which is the annual football game between Army and Air Force, and previous trademarks for the Washington Space Commanders and Washington Wolf Commanders were made by a man named Martin McCauley, who lives in Washington, D.C. Uh, they do have a path here. They could file a response stating the team name likely won't be confused with a single game and then buy out McCauley or reach an agreement with him where they would pay him some more money. Uh, some folks are speculating, though, that rebranding, again, might be the easier route to go. The next steps will depend on the new owner and their plans for the franchise. Should they choose to change the name again, a good start probably, according to the expert, would be to look for a name that already is not trademarked. Did you see the uh, sale price of the old Washington Football Club? No, was it six bill? Seven. Seven bill. Seven mm -hmm. Holy billion Lord. dollars. Mm -hmm. That's, That's quite an expensive league. Yes. Yeah. Fucked Johnny, thank Ma. you. Yeah. You bet. All right. Hey, you know what? You want to be outside over Memorial Day weekend, I would assume. I do. I do. Then get in touch with my friends at Mosquito Shield. Listen, this is all they do. It's uh, Ray and Mike, by the way. A father and son team that are GLers, and they're here to take care of you. Getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks is their expertise. They focus on the mosquitoes and ticks only. And here's why that's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield, and it's used exclusively by the company. As we've mentioned, you can't just go buy this on the shelf anywhere. They're going to take great care of you and your yard. They come out every, I don't know, 10 to 17 days for an application, and they do so until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant, usually around the end of September or early October. And they also stand behind their work. If for any reason that you're going to need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. So find them online right now, moshield.com. That's M-O-Shield, no dash, dot com. Enter your zip code and you're going to find them. Or just give Kelsey and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. And if you mention GarageLogic, you will get $50 off your service. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products for over 25 years. Why? KNL Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they do too, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection. KNL has a broad selection of different calibers, is veteran-owned, and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. KNLGunstore.com. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. I forgot to tell you guys that we stopped at the uh, oh, National no. Eagle Center down in Wabashaw. Uh, uh, I'll excuse that. Yeah, it was it was really neat. Yeah. I was the hit of the lobby when I grabbed an eagle puppet and stood up and started singing on eagle's wings. <laughs> I had the entire... Jeez. God, what an embarrassment. So I'm going to post that on Twitter. I hope you'll give it a watch. And, yeah, and here's what... Raise you up on eagle's wings. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to tag every single TV and radio host yes. in the you market because you are so goddamn... 
blessed needy. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Do you know the name Sam Brinton? Yeah, the luggage thief. He's that fruitcake oh. luggage thief that Biden hired. And he keeps stealing people's luggage. He was a... <laughs> He's uh, got a disease, apparently. He does. <laughs> he was a sister of perpetual indulgence. No! The uh, group uh, that mocks the Catholic Church that's been invited to perform in Anaheim and at Dodger Stadium. He was in the Washington D.C. chapter of the hmm. uh, of the nuns. Uh, in fact, uh, he was the sisters' principal officer from its founding in 2016 until 2018, according to tax filings, according to Fox News Digital. Because you sure as hell aren't going to read this in the Washington Post. They probably think this guy's great. That group is part of the San Francisco-based Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a drag queen group that regularly mocks the Catholic Church and made headlines after it was uninvited, then re-invited to the upcoming Dodgers Pride Night. When we are asked, why are you mocking nuns, we answer, we are nuns. We do all that traditional nuns have done for centuries, the Washington, D.C. Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence website states. Uh... And then it goes on to say that uh, this nutcase was in there. Britain went by the name of Sister Radioactive. <laughs> Ray. Uh, D. D. E. E. O. Active. Radioactive. I see. I get it. I and, get and, it. Uh, and regularly hosted group events, including the bar ministry gatherings, drag brunches, White House protests, and at least one high heel race. Britain, Britain, under that alias, also attended an Easter party hosted by the National Organization in San Francisco in 2019. And he, he had some capacity with the Biden administration. Uh, I don't know what it was. Wasn't he in charge of the nuclear warheads or uh, something? Or? No, he was. What was he, Sam? Overseas nuclear waste energy policy at the Department yeah. of Energy. American uh, nuclear engineer. See, yep. it's not a serious country. No, it's it's really. It's, not. I'm serious. It's uh, it's not a serious country. You you got a professional luggage thief here who dresses up like a nun, and he's a, he's a hard. He's the head of the uh, the Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy. Here he was. Oh, Joe, we've all got hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this guy is he is he's out of jo John verify that he's out of a okay. job, wouldn't you? Jeez. I believe yes that he got let go right away, I believe, didn't he's he? He's an ugly bastard. Oof. Jeez. <laughs> Joe. Yeah, he's out of a job. Good. Joe. Yeah. He's an ugly bastard. Oh well he's got the He's bald, uh, and yet oh, well, it's just dreadful. Uh did did you know there is a Minnesota chapter? I didn't know that. Let's have them yeah. on. Lady, it's called Ladies of the Lakes. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at their Facebook page right now. If you go to the uh, national site of the of the nuns of the, I can't remember what it's called, but, you know, uh, they give you all the local chapters, and Minneapolis's local chapter is Lady of the Lakes. No, Ladies. They're, they're the lakes. sisters of the perpetual indulgence? 
Yeah, I, I'm looking at pictures here. They I do everything know. nuns do, so what's the fuss? Right. That's according to the luggage thief. Um, we do everything nuns do. Quick update, because you will hear a report from Mr. Money Talk in just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. um, not a good week for old Target. Well, it shouldn't have been. Their stock price is down 9%. I'd fire that in five screwball that's their head. Who is the chairman of? Look that up. Guy. I got it. I got Who's it right the president here. of Target? Who I is saw it? him on the news with his precious woke speak. You know, what a bunch of BS, pal. You didn't have to get into this problem. Brian Cornell. Yeah, see you, Brian. He is the chair and CEO. He heads the dynamic global team. Oh, they're a team. Behind right? Target. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And Target so doesn't have music. customers. They have guests. Oh, yeah. Those yes. Guests. Well, that's everybody now, I know. It's a bunch that's of every, BS. Yeah. I'm not your guest. Yeah. If I was your guest, you wouldn't charge me. Are you a member? Of what? <laughs> hey, I just invented, I just came up with a good point. What's that? If I'm somebody's <laughs> guest, I'm not paying. That's a great point. Is I'm it, is it Target facing a lot of theft problems? Well, I was going to say, if you're a Target in Minneapolis, you're pretty much not paying right now. You're anyway. a guest. <laughs> you're a guest. That's the defense these people should use. Uh, hey, I was told to come here. I'm a guest. I am a guest. You're going you're gonna to drown in your own regressiveness, you morons. Which is a ray of hope, actually. Is it, though? Yeah, a ray of hope. The people aren't putting up with this BS. Well, and I wonder, too, because a lot of these, you know, whether it's the Dodgers, Target, whoever, are a lot of these companies just going to say, let's just stay out of all of this. Because, well, that's what they should do. Because you're seeing it directly affecting bottom lines across the board. Sports in particular. You have nothing to do with politics. Stay out of it. They should. But <laughs> Go ahead, John. Well, uh, they, no, I don't want to. Create a whole discussion here. Well, how should they get involved? Well, in politics? it's it's like saying baseball isn't involved in politics. Well, I mean, for how many years then do we ignore what baseball did for you know sixty years until Jackie Robinson came along? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, how long do you want to? Uh, uh, in other words, you still want that to be a punishing factor. Not a pun. I don't think there's anything punishing about it. I well, just what do you, you want to do about it? It happens. Well, so it's then, got we, remedy. We, and it's over. Do we not? Pre yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, wait, you, prejudice are gone and well, over. Well, do you Does, think uh, all the black players on the Twins are staying at a separate hotel? No, I okay. don't. Right. Should we still have a Jackie Robinson day then? Should we just get that, rid of it? We might I, as well I, just get rid of it. I, I know. I enjoy Jackie Robinson day. <laughs> I enjoy Jackie Robinson. I think Jackie, Jackie Robinson Robinson's has a... Great had story. some issues with being Jackie Robinson. Uh, it was tough after. to be Jackie Robinson. Very good, yes. Yeah. But uh, let's not forget it, please. Every time you bring up some BS, I can turn you around in 30 seconds because we end up agreeing on the same thing. <laughs> God. Wait a minute. You can turn me around? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's I, the way it goes. Go soak your head in hey, your before, washing machine. I'll let you like... Uh, you know, arguing and angry with me. Let me tell you about tomorrow. Okay? I wish you would. On, on Channel 5, I will be featured on the Minnesota Live show at 9 a.m. Really? Uh, that's, that's with Eggert and Newquist. I want to watch that, uh, but that's a bad time for That's me. when you have lunch. Uh -huh. I think it's on 9 to 10, and it'll be sometime during that time frame. And it's uh, part of a segment they've done all week called Voices of Minnesota. And I, it's a feature, I don't know, four, five, six, seven minutes just uh, talking to me and 
Yeah. Are you yeah. in your guitar room when they're talking? To I'm, you? I'm in this very room right here, as a matter of fact. Thank God I'm, they stopped I'm by pre-flood. Are you dressed as poorly as you are now? <laughs> I have on a T-shirt and oh, shorts. Okay, yes, when they right, yeah. when they interviewed me, yeah. I don't know if they got the full body shot, but I had tennis shoes, shorts, and T-shirt. Do you on. play the guitar for them? I don't know. Okay, they, they just asked me about. Uh, well, that's kind of cool. About, yeah, it's fun that we talked about in the interview, and I don't know what they'll use. It's Carrie, our buddy Carrie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she interviewed me, and we talked about uh, my background, and we talked about Garage Logic, obviously. And did about, I was going to say, did Garage Logic, did you bother to even have it come up in your illustrious <laughs> career, or you just ignore <laughs> yes. us completely? No, I talked in quite glowing terms about uh, you fellas. So, Wonderful. Uh, well, you I, know what? You are a voice of Minnesota. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but well, it's nice to be. That's why they're having you on, John. You're it's a, it's nice to be uh, whatever, to be noticed. Let's put it that I'll way. So 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock tomorrow on Channel 5. Did you get paid for that? that on appearance? Minnesota Live. No, I, oh, I didn't okay. get paid for All right. that. I was just wondering if they slip you a few bucks for that. No, it's I, You know, the week it was, I think it was Hartman, Chad. Yeah. It was... Uh, uh, Oh God! <laughs> now I'm, I'm I've never been considered to be a voice of Minnesota. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that everyone downstairs is terrified of you. What yeah, the that's hell do I they didn't do anything. They don't want to talk to you. Uh, Corey Probus was was one. He's not a voice uh, of Minnesota. He's a voice of the Twins. He's a voice of summer. Yeah, Come on, yeah. um, uh, uh, Kathy Werzer. Oh, I want to be a voice of Minnesota. And I don't know who the yesterday they had someone on. I'm not sure. I haven't uh, viewed it yet to see who it was. Although, but I, I'm I'm honored to be obviously considered. Yeah, Bernard. Minnesota. I wonder. Uh, I don't think Tom was one. No. You know, I I hate to share this with you, but because John and I discussed uh -oh. this about a week or so ago, I I really do enjoy listening to Corey do a, a game on the radio. I I think him and Gladden are fantastic. I really do. Yeah. But he does one thing that drives me up the wall. He's an oh, RBI no. guy, not a plural. Thank you. It drives I, me I, crazy. Corey. Go away, Corey. Don't do that to me. The RBI is a statistical category. <sighs> it's it's not been RBIs for 150 years. Yep. So no, everybody's doing it though. I, I know Gladden did it yesterday too. I know two they're days all ago. they're all wieners. <laughs> wieners. They're just wieners. Hey wiener. You wiener. <laughs> they're wieners. You, uh, you got this day in history there, boss? Yeah, yeah. do it. Uh, you know. Don't have to write today, do you? <laughs> uh, what could I say? I mean, I just am so defeated. You really aren't going to write a column this no, week. No, I'm not. I mean, what what can I say that I haven't said? But uh, after all of this insanity that just took place in the legislature, you're just going to let it be? All of which uh, we've uh, discussed and written about a hundred times. <gasps> you should no. You know what you should do? Take you know, the, you're uh, really a pain in the ass I know. when it comes to this writing I know. stuff. <laughs> what was the uh, the letter to the editor months ago that we brought up, the gal that thinks that everything is great? Yeah. That's what you should do with your column for this week. Think of all of the great things that are coming to the state of Minnesota. You're not going to do that. Okay, no, that's wait a minute. You're giving me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to jot that down. You're giving me an idea. That's what I do. I think that'd be almost, hilarious. Almost every state has a Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. <laughs> Does North Dakota? They don't, um, right. obviously. You should be proud I of that. Saw that. Yeah. Does my state, Wyoming? Wyoming. Let's uh, click down here. Wisconsin. Well, is it, it Wyoming? Appears? No, Wyoming does not. Yeah, that's where I moved. I moved to Wyoming. Right, but isn't that where we kicked out the 
the trans legislator? No, that was Montana. Oh, that's Montana. I'm sorry. Yeah. Montana, okay. Montana. I bet they don't either. Nope, nothing in Montana. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina. In Fernandina. the villages, Florida. I've been saying it wrong. Fernandia. Fernand. Fernandi, Fernand, Ophthalmologist. From the traveling linemans. Uh On this day in 1859. Joe, today is May 25th. Arthur Baird Taylor lectured in Minneapolis. A portion of the proceeds from his talk funded the Young Men's Literary Association, which would buy the books that formed the collection of the Minneapolis Public Library. Huh. And now librarians are uh, evil mysterians. <laughs> On this day in 1867, 525, the Minneapolis Daily Tribune was first published. Hmm. On this day in 1877, May 25th. during the grasshopper plague, the state offered a bounty of 50 cents for each gallon of grasshopper eggs collected what? by this date. <laughs> I didn't know Grasshopper eggs? Yeah. Now, think of what that would happen today. First of all, you would be told that it's uh, hysterical climate, climate change. Yep, yep. And then you'd have to have about four laws passed to determine which pesticide could be used. Yep. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and to the highest bidder. On this day in 1926. No, I don't want to do that one. Okay. On this day in 1997. <laughs> Goward. <laughs> yeah, it's just, who needs it? Oh, you're seeing the list, Johnny? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I didn't do the first one either. I'm getting tired of Ramsey. He gets in every one of them. He's on all of them, yeah. yeah. Him and Farable. Yeah. <laughs> on this day in 1997, Chris, it's sports-related. 97, 1997, May 25th. May 25th. Oh, I was there. Uh, Puckett, right? Yep. Retired number 34, worn by fan favorite Kirby Puckett. <laughs> and by Fairbowl Lakers superstar Chris Reavers. Really? Yep. Only because oh. that was Kirby's number, That's so right. you took it. Kirby was my guy. Yeah. Huh. I was there. It was it was a really crappy day outside. Well, so what? You had a was, dome. We were at the dome, so it didn't matter. You had a metrodome. Mm -hmm. He never played an outdoor game for the Twins, did he? Well, on the road, obviously, but no. I mean a home game. No? Yeah. yeah. Huh. His whole career was metrodome. He was called yep. up in, what, 84, right? It was a short career. Great one. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Relatively speaking. Well, what? 12? Good enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. 11 years? Yeah. 12 years? Yeah. Thank you, GLers. Hey, thank you very much. And GLers, do us a favor. If you haven't done so, check out the Garage Logic Town Council for just 10 bucks a month. You are going to get all sorts of behind-the-scenes access, archive footage, all sorts of good stuff. And Mike Fratelloni, yeah, he'll take care of that first month for you if you sign up right now. A $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Center gift card is there for you. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels, which includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, oh, the Garage Logic YouTube channel. Yeah, that's there for you. We're posting daily content for your amusement. Find out more online at garagelogic.com. 
It is time once again that we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, today, boy, oh boy, retail is down, chips are up, and you have some information on the U.S. credit is now on a negative watch. Well, we'll start with that. There are uh, three major credit rating agencies. You have Fitch, the S&P, and Moody's. And they rate the ability of companies, governments, municipalities, their ability to continue to pay on their debt for any of their credit or, or bonds that are outstanding and whether they're going to default or have the potential for default or not, how creditworthy company, municipality, or government is. The U.S. government carries AAA or AAA plus, depending on the agency, and their ability to pay not only interest on the debt, but pay the debt back. Given some of the issues currently going on between Congress and the administration relating to the debt ceiling, Fitch one of the rating agencies still is maintaining the AAA credit of the U.S., but put that credit on negative watch due to the ongoing discussions about the debt ceiling and the potential, even if it's an outside chance, the potential for that debt ceiling being breached and the U.S. maybe not being able to meet their obligations. Now, this has been an ongoing issue since before the beginning of this year. Bear in mind that, the, as we've talked about, the Republicans have put forth from the House a bill to raise the debt ceiling in exchange for spending limits. The Democrats want a clean bill, just raise the debt ceiling with no spending cap. And that is where we are currently, but their the negotiations are ongoing. And most people hope that there is going to be some agreement on or before June 1st. As we discussed the other day, if this was such a big issue, why is the Senate on vacay and why is the House considering also to go on a weekend break? Does not seem, we'll call it responsible. Meantime, the retail names pretty much across the board are taking a hit today as Dollar Tree released their earnings and they missed on the top line, missed on the bottom line and saw consumers and Dollar Tree is is a lower end retailer and they saw their consumers cutting back, cutting back back spending. So that has that did not do well for Dollar Tree stock, which is down significantly, but it has also had an adverse effect on local Target as well as Walmart and Home Depot. Another local retailer, Best Buy, beat on the bottom line, missed on the top line, gave fairly conservative guidance going forward, did see some increases in digital sales and sales outside of electronics. But one positive on Best Buy, 
buy was the result of one analyst with Loop Capital who increased his price target to $110 a share on Best Buy on the belief that electronic sales will start increasing in 2024. High-end retailer Ralph Lauren did report better than expected numbers, but I'll say that is an exception to the rule tonight after the close. Decker's manufacturer of Uggs, Teva Sandals, and Hoka shoes should report, and based on Decker's past history, they should do well, or at least as well as another sports-related retailer, that being Dick's Sporting Goods. The chips, we do have a, a liking for chips. And on the back of unbelievable numbers from NVIDIA and NVIDIA's sales of data center chips and game chips and very high-speed graphics processing units primarily used for or now for uh, artificial intelligence, that gave a huge boost to most of the semiconductor space, including anything associated with artificial intelligence. And that right now looks to be a big thing. So not only did NVIDIA go up, advanced micro devices, the manufacturer of some of these chips, Taiwan Semiconductor, also up, and Microsoft up as well. We've talked before about some of the advances in artificial intelligence and that while that is getting a lot of hype right now some of that could be deserved and it's an area to continue to pay attention to very good mr money talk you heard him glers now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48 minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608 where you're always going to get straight talk and never ever sugar-coated advice josh once again thank you so much for the time and the chat have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. That is true. We'll say go twins. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. 